0: Yes, yes, what a blessed morning. We um, we are, or uh, well, we've been sharing on this month, is our theme, hearing and doing. So we're talking about hearing and doing the word of God. And we want to also look at different kinds of hearing. And I believe we've shared, uh, 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 last week we've given um, a proper introduction into uh, this topic hearing, and doing. So, your output is important towards what you have had. There must be some um, output. And it must be an output of quality. Uh, um, God wants us to be prudent over the word. Being prudent over the word is not just hearing it or listening to the word, but being able to put it into practice, to make it uh, practical. So this word has to be practical. Now, our foundational scripture, Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 to 27. Matthew. Chapter 7, 24 to 27. It says, therefore, whoever hears these sayings. So it says, whoever hears these sayings of mine. What are the sayings of God? It's his word, you know. What has been taught to you, what you hear, what you also meet according to the word of God. It says, therefore, whoever hears the sayings of mine and does them will be. So he's giving a parable. So he says, if you do them, you will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain descended the floods came and the winds blew and beat on the house and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock but everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on sand. And rain descended uh, descended, and the floods came and the winds blew and beat the house and it fell. And great was its fall. Now what we realize about these two men, interesting I think today I just want to focus on comparison between the two men. And I believe on the top of the list, what we realize about these two men is that both of them heard the word. When we read this text, we get to realize both of them heard the word, but they reacted differently. And here, God calls the other one wise. And he calls the other one foolish. So according to God, if we are not practicing the word, we are foolish. That's rather harsh, but but that's what the word says. But if we practice what we hear, he calls us to be, to be wise. So wisdom is practicing the word of God. Most of the time we say the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So how do we fear the Lord? Not by shaking or trembling or kneeling down or you know, or wearing uh, long dresses or long skirts or wearing suits. No. It doesn't help to dress a suit but you're not obeying God's word. It doesn't help you to be a preacher but you're not obeying God's word. It doesn't help you to be an an usher and not obey God's word. It doesn't help you to be a worshipper still not practice the principles of uh, biblical principles remember Christianity is a lifestyle we don't visit uh, being a Christian it's a lifestyle it's a way of life it's a way we live. it's a way we handle ourselves every day it's the way you handle yourself at work it's the way you do your work it's the way you um, engage your children you know your family um, you know your marriage you know, how you relate to people on the streets. You know, if you are a leader at work, how do you talk to employees? How do you lead them? How do you take them forward? Uh, you know, how do you solve, uh, you know, your conflicts? Uh, you know, how do you manage your your emotions? You know, so actually, Christianity touches every area of your life. So there's no area that is ex- excluded. You know. And... Uh, It's amazing, sometimes the world will give these uh, uh, bottled definitions uh, of which I, I, I believe they don't really apply to a Christian life. And they would say, you are doing a secular job. Is there a secular job? I want to ask from you, is there a secular job? Okay, when the Bible says we are called, who's called? Is the people who are called? I mean, I'm talking about the children of God. I'm talking about Christians. So, is the people who are not called here? Mm-hmm. No. Oh, called. no. Called. You see, we've been taught lies to say there's secular and there's non-secular. So, whatever you are, whatever you are doing, it's a calling. Okay. And that's what the Bible says: whatever. You find to do do it with all your might and all your strength. Because beyond the grave, there will be no power that will be used there. So if you are working at the bank, it's a calling. And that's why when you you do it, you have to do it at the best of your ability. Remember, judgment is not only about the things that you have done, but also about the things that you are supposed to do, but you did not do. So there will be also judgment for what? For the work that you are doing. That you did not maximize your potential. That you were always late at work. That you were not prudent about your work. That you were stealing at work. God is going to ask you those things. So that's why you have to be responsible even with work. Work is a calling. Hallelujah. So we think people are called it's only pastors. No. It's not like everyone is being called now both these two men were hearers of the word but the output was different you know the reaction was different both men were in a building process so both of them were doing what were building now what are we building we are building a house called what life you are building your life everything that you do you are building your life and whatever that you do uh, whatever that you do is written in the book of life. Whatever influence you, you, you're doing, God is noting it. Whatever that you do, you're doing it for what? For the kingdom of God. So both of them were building, um, you know, their lives. And both men um, completed their houses. So they lived their life, uh, you know, full lives. So both of them completed their, their houses. One thing uh, similar about them, both houses looked fine from the outside. A lot of things look fine from the outside. But actually when you get closer and you look into them, you realize that they are not fine. So these both men, their houses looked fine. Both builders experienced rain and the floods and also the winds. So those are similarities. Now, now there are many apparent advantages uh, that the foolish man, uh, you know, enjoyed. So there's so many things that the foolish man enjoyed. Number one, um, uh, he the foolish man seemed to get a quicker start. So he seemed to get a what? A quicker start. Why am I saying? Because he was not working on a foundation. He was just rushing to do what? To build. So, sometimes we must not judge people who are ahead of us as being more blessed than we are. Sometimes we must not envy people who are ahead of you. Because you don't know what they have used to be ahead. Sometimes we envy people, but we don't know where they're coming from. We don't know the things they did. Sometimes you compare yourself with with your peers, but you don't know the things they did to be where they are. Others have bribed to be where they are. Others have stolen to be where they are. Others have went to Inyangas to get some power to be where they are. So don't be quick to be disappointed about life when you compare yourself to others where they are. If you stick on your lane, if you keep on building your foundation, let me tell you, God will take you where you're supposed to be. Don't compare yourself. You're running your own race. But don't uh, don't, don't look at others who are ahead of you. Don't compare yourself with others. Some of these things that we see, I'm not reacting. So, so he was ahead, and I believe he was happy. And I believe the one who was building a foundation was maybe filled with envy and was saying, "But what is wrong with me? Why am I slow? Why is this one already uh, at the roof and I'm still digging?" You know. But let me tell you, anything that is not built on a foundation, it is bound to fall. It is bound to crash. So be on your knees. Follow the word of God. Another young person, I mean, uh, uh, in our asked me a very theological question. He said to me, "But why it's as if when you are a Christian, you have to struggle for things?" I said to him, "If you are struggling for things, you are on the right lane. It Means the devil is fighting you. Doesn't like you to be on the other side. He wants you to belong to him." You know? And I believe sometimes in Christianity, uh, 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 a process. Is underrated, and we overrate quick things. We overrate, uh, overrate uh, microwave things, quicker things, and that's when we fall into trouble. So, so there's also a process when we, we come to to God. Now, uh, the foolish man lived in his house sooner than the other one so he lived in his house the other one was still digging this one was already in the house the other thing the foolish man's house did not cost as much to build it didn't cost as much to build there's a lot of people who have who have built so many things who who have, who have occupied greater positions not because they've worked hard but maybe they've paid their way or they've forced the documents or they are in those positions because of something that they did which was not the right way so you stay on on your lane stick on your lane So, so this man it didn't cost him much Foundation is expensive, Bazalad, you know man, It's expensive. You have to dig, you have to put, sometimes you even put the reinforcements. You know, it takes time to do uh, the foundation. Now let's look at um, the wise man. The wise man dug deep and cleaned out everything. So he dug deep. So it took some time to dig his house deep and clean. When you are consistent, when you keep on reading the word of God, when you keep on worshipping him, when you keep on praising him, you are digging a foundation that is deep. When they offer you a bribe and you say no and you are a child of God, it is not that you have lost money. But you're digging a deeper foundation. And God is going to lift you higher, more than where the flag would have taken you. So dig your foundation. Certain things in life take time. Certain things in life wants you to dig deep. And let me tell you, the higher the building, the deeper the foundation and the deeper the digging some some people want to build a 40 story building but they don't want a foundation it is bound to fall so the more the foundation takes time you know the taller is your building the more your foundation takes time you know there is something greater that God has put in for you, So don't be discouraged to toil on that foundation. Take that foundation. Listen to the word of God. Read the word of God. Keep on serving God. Sometimes it seems as if nothing is happening. But let me tell you, behind the scenes, there is something that God is doing. Those who are laughing, let them laugh. Those who have cut corners, Let them continue to cut corners. But when God finally does it for you, let me tell you, the whole world will see. The whole world will realize. And they will realize that it is not because of your power. It is because of God that is in your life. And they will ask you, how did you do it? Without bribing. How did you do it without cheating? How did you do it? You'll tell them it's God. Hallelujah. God is so good. The wise man built on an unshakable foundation. Have an unshakable foundation. Don't be swayed by the winds of doctrine. Don't be swayed by what people say. Stick to your relationship with God. Build your relationship with God. Spend time with God. Allow God to speak into your life. Allow his word to strengthen you. Believe in the word. Most read the word but they don't believe. Most go to church but they don't believe. Most people are Christians but they don't believe in the principles of Christianity and the principles of the word of God. And you wonder why this is not working for you. If you are cutting corners, it will not work for you. You will end up running after the best men of God. You will end up running after the most powerful men of God. And you'll end up being into trouble. You'll end up being mixed up with spiritual snakes. Curses upon your children. You end up getting rich, but compromising the future of your children because you have sold your soul to the devil and away. Because you don't have a solid foundation. Anything that does not have a solid foundation, when the wind comes, it it wipes it off. It will fall. What are you standing on? Are you standing on a solid foundation? Or are you standing on your wisdom or on your knowledge or on your power or on, on what you think is right or on the next movement that is coming? Are you riding on the next wave that is coming? Or are you founded in the word of God? Are you founded in the preachings of the word of God? Are you founded in your relationship with God? Many are taken By these winds of doctrine. Because they are not founded. Every new thing that rises up, they take it and run with it. Where are you rooted? Jesus was making a parable here to say some are in the church. These two people are believers. Because most of them had the word. So it's not talking about non-believers and and believers. It's talking about two believers. That's why when you read the text, it says they both had the word. But the outcome was what was different. Let us not be like the foolish man. Hallelujah. Amen. The wise man did not care how long it took. Did not care how long it took. I hear people say, eh, man of God, my issue is urgent. It's <laughs> urgent to who? It's urgent to you, but it might not be urgent to God. Sometimes we must accept that certain things are not urgent to God. The God of the yes is still the God of the no. And it's still the God of the wait. And nobody has got the power to twist God's arm. No prophet, no bishop, no pastor, no archbishop can twist the arm of God. If God says no it's a no. No prayer can change God's no. No amount of faith can change God's no. Because when God says no, there's a reason why he says no. Why? Because he sees ahead. You know, so maybe that thing that you are praying for is going to kill you before time. But now you, you start searching and going there and then, then finding a solution some, some, someone who can make it quicker who can make your death quicker because you're not aware sometimes he says what wait and you know the painful part when he says wait he doesn't give you time he doesn't say no you're going to wait for two years Some waits might be 40 years. Mm. Some waits might be an hour. Others might be 2 years. Others might be 50 years. But because we trust them and we know that God knows what's best for us. God knows what's best for you. That's why the Bible says you are a child of God. It doesn't say you are an adult. Of God. The problem with the gospel, we have a lot of adults in this state. You see, my children, uh, you know, they don't tell me what to buy for grocery. I decide what I buy. If they start telling me, then they must go and work. It's my house. Yes, it's my house. You see, every house has boundaries. You even said for your children, you know, in this house you must come, you must not come after after what time? Six. 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 But what happens if you are your we are five and then your child every time comes after twelve? You see, that's what we do in the house of the Lord. We feel that we are adults, but we pull and do what we like, and do what we want, and treat Christianity the way we like. But the Bible says, "You are a child, a child of God." Your child does not tell you what to do in your house. So in the house of God, in this life that we are living, it is up to God. It is up to God. Certain things you can pray as hard as you want, if God says no, it's a no. If he says wait, it's a wait. Sometimes we pray and he doesn't. And we are excited. And we think that even when we pray for the next thing it will be the same. (laughs) my life. But there are certain things I've been praying for, even now they're still not answered. And it's not always because I don't have faith. Sometimes it's not that your faith is little. Sometimes it's not that you don't have faith, but it's not the time. Let me tell you about Abraham. We call Abraham a father of faith. But there was a time where he even, you know, got tired. That even the wife suggested and say, "Let's try this side." And when he tried, and and I believe when the wife said, "Let's try this side," he was saying, "Asia, this is what God was talking about." <laughs> hallelujah, Baba Siyabonga, God has blessed me. Oh, Hallelujah. Then Ishmael came. It was a baby, all right. Mm-hmm. Did God promise him a baby? It was a son, all right? Did God promise him a son? Yes. Marasi. There are a lot of Ishmael's that we've created by going around and trying other things, trying to help God in the name of faith. It's good to teach about faith. It's good to listen about faith. But you know, when you read the Bible, have a broader perspective of the Bible, understand all perspectives of the Bible. Just don't just read with just one eye. That's why we don't want to say our church is a prophetic ministry, or a, it's a it's a faith-teaching ministry, or it's a no, we teach the word of God. So, if the word of God says, let's say you read a story in the Bible and it says, um, wait, the battle is not yours. We can't make that theology. Because there's also a scripture that says, go, the Lord will be with you. I don't know, you hear what I'm, I'm, I'm trying to say. So, if you take this one and make it and say, no, our church is wait. You know, our cha- this is our ministry. We're taking this. The church is wait. God will fight for you. But you find that you have missed the scripture that says go. God will with you. And this is how we limit ourselves. When we don't have a broad perspective of the Bible. And we just want to focus on one thing. We limit ourselves. We also limit what God wants to do in our life. When he has given you the favor to go, you find that you are now you're still waiting. Because you're holding on to that scripture. Then you miss that blessing. Right. You hey, know. Know. So much to say, my time is it's gone. Okay, we, we will stop here for today. And we will continue next week with uh, the comparison between men, the foolish and the wise. What I want to say to you, keep on digging. Keep on praying. Keep on fasting. Keep on worshiping God. Within the midst of that situation, you are busy digging a foundation. No matter how painful it is, no matter how long it has taken you, keep on digging in tears. Keep on having faith in God. Keep on believing God for greater things. Stop crying about your worries. But trust God about everything that you do. Stick to the word of God. Practice the word of God. Become a fool of the word of God. This gospel only works for fools. Those who think they can reason, they fall asleep reading a story just in closing I was reading actually this book it talks about uh, the five men who were raised by God in America and it says these five men were so powerful when God was using them and Billy Graham was part of those five men you all know Billy Graham one of the greatest evangelists and it says actually three of them were better ministers than him were better preachers than he is they moved more inside the wonders than he could. but when they have checked after uh, 60 years of work it is only him who came through he was not the best in prison and in wisdom and all that but others fell into other doctrines others started uh, doing ministries in, in their own names. Others started going somewhere else to get extra powers. And sometimes this is also how we fall from Christianity and from the gospel. When we start allowing other influences to influence us. But if we stick the foundation if we stick on doing the word of god god will do it for us hallelujah